0: Pastor Garvin's going to lead us in uh, in just kind of getting down to brass tacks to what is some of the opposition we face as we move forward. So you guys welcome Pastor Garvin. Well, good evening, guys. How are you? Don't shout me down the whole time, okay? So a few amens are okay. Uh, It is good to be here with you. I love to be around men. Uh, I think I've met more military men here than I ever have in my life. And I met uh, Colonel Ted Severin. He's not here tonight, so I can kind of rag on him a little bit. But uh, he told me, you know, if you've been around Colonel Ted, it's just everything is just, you know, right there. It's, he is. He's a man's man. He said, when you speak, Garvin, he said, I want you to be again, be brief, and be gone. <laughs> so, guys, I'll try to do that tonight. I really will. Be brief. I never forgot that. So that, that was good. Well, guys, if you have your Bibles tonight, if you would turn to Second uh, Corinthians chapter ten, and we're going to kind of jump off into there. But I want to talk to you about something. This, this is every man's battle. Every man will battle for what's his thought life, and, and I want to talk to you about that tonight in a way that it became very real to me. And I'll give you a little bit of my background, and then I think it'll we'll launch in, into this and give you some. I want to give you some tools tonight, man, because Everybody in this room, if you're a believer, you're going to have this battle. You are. And so we, we need tools to realize about our enemy and realize that we have all authority to deal with that. Uh, I was raised in a Christian home, I was, a, a very moral home, a very denominational home. And uh, we, uh, I heard a lot of the don'ts. That's, that's what I did growing up. I'm thankful for my roots. I'm thankful for my dad. I'm thankful for my mom. But I, I did never hear a, a lot about the power of God, about the Holy Spirit, about what you get to do. I mainly heard of what you can't do. And so my spiritual discernment was not very good at all. And uh, so therefore, we were always looking for a thrill, all of us guys. So in junior high and high school, we were deeply involved in the occult. We weren't looking for the devil. That's We were not looking for that. We were looking for a thrill. And so we did Ouija boards. We did seances. We did tarot cards, tea leaf reading table tipping, everything that you could find to do because we were seeking for a thrill. And I saw a lot of things that I couldn't explain. And if you go to the dark side and ask for things, things happen, really does, because the devil is real, and he likes to show himself how much more God is real. But I tell you that to say that I had no spiritual discernment at all. I didn't know that, that, that you couldn't do that. You know, and my, I'm not, and bless my mom, passed away, but my mom bought me the Ouija board. <laughs> yeah. so, but we didn't have any, any knowledge. We didn't have any spiritual depth in that. We went to church, but we were never taught about the spiritual battles that we really were waging. You know, it's always holy living, long altar calls, and that's what I remember. And so I had an epic encounter when I was in college. I played college football. And my junior year, I got my knee hurt, and I was looking for something. And so I went to a college ministry much like the mill. And I went there, and all I knew was those students had something that I wanted. They had a power that I didn't have. And so I began to ask questions. And they said, well, have you ever heard of the Holy Spirit being my denomination? I said, no. So they talked to me about the Holy Spirit. And we prayed. And I had, a, had an encounter with the Holy Spirit that changed my life. It really did. I had authority. I knew there was an enemy. It, it opened up a whole new dimension for me. So I'll tell you that. So that happened when I was a junior. And so when I was just a few, not long after that, I was 21 years old. And I went home for Thanksgiving. And this, this is where I had the wake-up call of my life that there's a real enemy. And so I went home. And uh, mother was preparing Thanksgiving dinner. And I remember walking in there, you know, just like I normally do. And I'm 21 years old, and I'm full of the Holy Spirit, and I'm, I'm just enjoying life. And I have this thought, men, that I've never forgot to this day. And this thought was so strong, it was like something, a presence came around. That's all I can say that. And this thought came, and it was I was to go over there and hurt my mom and kill her. That, that's the thought I had. And I thought, I'm a sick man. I am really sick. There's something wrong with me. So I turned around, and I went back to my bedroom, and I got on my knees, and I began to pray. I said, God, there is something wrong with me. And I don't know what that is to have that kind of thought. And in the middle of my prayer, I hear and I hear my mother scream. And so I, I run in there, and she says, Garvin, you've got to hear this. And so one of our neighbors came, and she said, "Yeah, you know, I don't know what to do, but we've just... This is what's happened. Your next door neighbor, Miss Keyes, has just hung herself, and she's hanging from a raptor, and we don't know what to do. And so I tell that story to say this: there was a a voice that was looking for an open mind, and mine happened to be there, and I couldn't discern anything like that. And I heard that, and I thought that. And guys, that changed my life. There's a real enemy. That's what John ten ten says: the thief comes to kill, destroy, and to tear down. And how does he? What's one of his biggest ploys that he used? It's suggestion. It's the power of the thought, and that's what I want to talk to you tonight because everybody in here, you have thoughts. Every day you have thoughts. Well, how do you know if they're, who, where they're coming from? Are they you? Are they enemy? Are they God? Well, I want to talk about that tonight, and I really do I want to give you some equipping for that because that was a wake-up call for me. There is a real enemy, and he comes to kill, destroy, and to tear down, and he's after you. But the good news is you have all authority. Do you know that? All authority. And We're going to talk about that tonight, what that is right there. I'll get to that at the very end. But I want to, want to talk about the three, the three sources that have influence over your thoughts. And there's only three. And tonight, to, there will be some slides come up here, but I want to talk about there are three sources that influence your thoughts. And they're demonic, divine, and human. That's the three sources. One is of the enemy. One is of God, the Holy Spirit. And one is you. And those are, those are, those are the three that we have. Your mind is a mailbox. You get a lot of mail every day. And you have to learn to open it. You have to learn which ones to open up and which ones to shy away from and say, I know where that is from. So I want to talk to you about that tonight. Let's talk about the first one. And the first one is that which comes from the enemy. And again, his biggest power is suggestion. He did it with Jesus. And I'll talk about that in just a minute. The enemy comes. You know, when Jesus was led out into the wilderness for 40 days, Satan came and tempted him. It's interesting. It said he was full of the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ himself was full of the Holy Spirit, led out by the Spirit to go into the wilderness. And he did for 40 days. And so here comes the enemy. And what did he do? He says, is it really written? And he begins to make suggestions to Jesus like this, are you hungry? Well, why don't you turn that into rock, that rock into bread? And he turns around and walks off. Scripture doesn't say how long was he there, 24, 7 or what, but he came and he tempted him. And he makes suggestions and he turned and walked off. And he just put that thought up there. If you're hungry, won't you eat that? And he just turned and walked off. Then he said... You know, if you'll just bow down to me, I'll give you all this. He turns around and walks off, just puts that suggestion up there. And Jesus has to battle just like we do, man. He had to take that thought captive and do something with it. And so the enemy comes through thoughts. And here's some of his uh, MO of what he does. Is it, let me first say this, man. This is 1 Corinthians 2.11. I want to make this clear. God did not give the enemy the ability to read your mind, okay? He does not have that ability. If you want to read that, it says, no one knows the thoughts of men except that man and the Spirit of God, if you want to read that. And so therefore, I want to put everybody at ease. The enemy cannot read your mind, but he knows your MO. He's been fooling men for six, 7,000 years. And he knows when you get in a situation and your tendencies, that's when he comes and He's an opportunist. It says this, the devil prowls around looking for an opportune time to whom he can devour. So he knows when we're vulnerable, when you're down, you know, when you're weak, It's like Miss Keys, my neighbor, when you're vulnerable, that's when he likes to come in with his imps. And he's not omnipresent, omniscient. He He can't be one place. He's only one place at one time. But there's imps, his demonic forces that go around too that influence the way we thought, think. So I want to tell you that. He cannot read your mind. So what, how does, what's his MO? How does he use? He uses these. He uses discouragement. He uses negativity. He uses accusation. He accuses you. He uses anger. He loves to isolate people. He loves to depress. He loves to make you worry. He uses anxiety, mistrust, doubt. He uses lies. Did God really say that? Do you really think that's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, right. He uses compromise. He uses hopelessness. He uses suicide. You know, if there's no way out, so end your life. I mean, that is not the voice of God. That's the voice of our enemy. He uses abandonment. He uses retaliation. So he comes to kill, destroy, and to tear down. Man, that's his nature. And if you're hearing a voice, and we do hear voices, three voices, those of God, those of the enemy, and those of your own thoughts. And how do you know? That's the way you know the enemy. We'll talk about scriptures in just a minute. The second one, the second voice that you hear that comes to your mailbox is the divine, the Holy Spirit. And that's always just almost too good to be true. It it really is. We don't know that voice very well. Because why? Because he's holy. John 10, 10, says this. He comes to give life and give it abundantly. You know, many times when I get down, it's like this. I feel like I just need a good old rear kicking for what I did. And the Holy Spirit will never come around, so that's right. He never talks to you that way, man. So if you're listening to that voice, that is not the Holy Spirit. Here's how the Holy Spirit talks. He talks with grace filled with truth. He talks with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. That's how the Holy Spirit talks to you. And many times we don't recognize that because it's too good to be true. This is a true story. One time I had a long day, and this is many, many years ago, and I I like Rambo and I like guy movies. I do. So I I needed a good Rambo butt kick movie. I did. So I had one, and uh, I was going to go downstairs and watch it. I remember I was going down the stairs, and I heard that voice, Hey, I need to talk to you. I thought, Great. Yeah, really good. Because I thought, yeah, I need a good old uh, chewing out. So I thought, okay. So I put the the tape down, and I turn around, and this is exactly what I said. What? And he said, I miss you. I want to talk to you. I want to tell you some things. And I just broke out crying. You know, I expected the voice, like my own thoughts sometimes, is I need a good chewing out. I need some correction. I need to be all that. And it's like that's not the way the Holy Spirit talks. He'll talk in truth. But he's never negative. He's never accusatory or any of that. So the voice of the Holy Spirit will come with grace filled with truth. And then there's a difference between conviction and guilt and condemnation. And I want you to understand that. That conviction is that inner knowing in here that I'm wrong and I want to change. Guilt and conviction is that bony finger coming at you like this and saying, look at you, look at you. This is the 15th time you've done that. How many more times are you going to mess up? Yeah, that's right. He never uses that. Guys, when the Holy Spirit convicts, it's like, I want to change. I know I was wrong, but it's like he's kind, and he's going to forgive me. The best way I can describe it is the Holy Spirit is like a compass in your heart that no matter where you turn, he's always going to point to Jesus. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He's never going to be accusing or anything like that. He'll be truthful, and he'll correct you. Those whom the Lord loves, he will correct. But it's never going to be condemning and guilt and shame, look at you. That's not the voice of the Holy Spirit. And the last is this. It's the human. You have thoughts. Guys, I know how I talk. I think the way I talk. I talk the way I think. And many times, I know my own thoughts. I do, and you do too. And so it's like, okay, that's me. I know Garvin. I know the way I think very, very well. And so I deal with that. But now let's look at this. We know you're going to receive three transmissions, if you will, guys. You're going to receive three different voices all the time. And how do you know? How do you know which one's which? Well, that kind of describes that. But let me give you some uh, what Scripture says, the weapons and how to discern. You know, guys, and here's where the power of that. It starts with a thought. You know, the devil likes to put a thought up there, and then it goes into an action. An action goes into a pattern. A pattern goes into a character, and a character goes into a destiny. It all starts with a thought. See, he has no power over you except suggestions. You know that? He really doesn't? He has no power. God has limited him in that, and his biggest power is his suggestion. So let's look at some scriptures here as we go here, guys. 2 Corinthians uh, ten three through 5 says this, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, and listen to the, the military language here, men. For, for the weapons of our warfare are not the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses or a stronghold. We're destroying speculations, which are opinions, and every lofted thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we're taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So, guys, here's one thing that we we need to do. Just like your mailbox at home, when you go to the mailbox, it's like this. You open it up, and you see something in there. You have a choice to read it or to discard it. Well, that's what that Scripture is saying, is every time we have a thought, whether it's wherever it's from, we're to look at that and say, you know i'm going to look at that and I know where that's from, and if it's negative, if it's accusatory, if it's lust, if it's all those things like i don't i don't I'm not going to think on that and you have a choice man you really do what you put up here you can't call, cast a thought out did you know that Sometimes it's like come of there in Jesus name. you're not going to cast the thought out you got to replace it the same way Jesus said is this it is written, it is written we go back to the word that's why it's important. you put the word in the Holy Spirit can call call that out. Well, there's a couple of key words here I want to point out to you, a stronghold. If you'd put that up there, Mike, what a stronghold is. A stronghold, just like it says here, is a collection of thoughts and beliefs that affect our behavior in such a way that form a barrier from receiving a progressive revelation of God's truth in our life. Amen. it's like this. We build strongholds. How? These are types of strongholds. We'll put this up here. Is sometimes it's cultural things, build strongholds, political things, geographical attitudes, patterns of thinking, beliefs, and habit. We build strongholds in our life, and we have to tear them down. How? Well, the next, we'll talk about that in a minute. By the transforming of our mind. And I know many men in here. It's like you may have built a stronghold. Is something you have to pull down. It's like it says here. We pull those things down. It's a wrong pattern of thinking that produces a result, a wrong result. And guys, we have to change those. There may be some men in here sitting here tonight. I know this. I was raised in a a very prejudiced area. I was. And I had some preconceived ideals, some mental strongholds. I had to tear down with God's word because he shows no partiality to anybody. And from where I was from, there was a lot of partiality. And it affected the way that I think. I had a misconception about women, you know, the way they should be and all that kind of stuff. I had to tear that stronghold down. And I just sense tonight that there's some men in here that you have some strongholds that you're going to have to tear down. And I'll show you how to do that in just a minute. Another scripture. It talks about what we get to do Here's in Isaiah. It says this, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. you know, again, men, we can choose what we, what we think on. Philippians 4.8 says this, and now, brothers, as I close this letter, let me say one more thing. Fix your eyes on what is true, good, and right. Think about these things that are pure and lovely and dwell on the fine good things in others. Think about all you can praise God for and be glad for it. We choose what we think on. I mean, we do. Romans 12, twelve don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will know what God wants you to do, and you will know how good and how pleasing and perfect his will really is. That's powerful. Proverbs 23, 7 says this, For as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. And last is this, guys, this last scripture. Behold, I give you the authority to trample over scorpions and snakes and over all the power of the enemy. And so, guys, I'm gonna, I want to be brief tonight to stir up some conversation in our tables in this tonight. But I want to encourage everybody in here. You have all authority. Did you know that? It's interesting. Last week what Pastor Brady said about God, has, he's built his kingdom. Yeah, it's established. Now he's given us power to go populate and, and to take ground. He has. And so I want to encourage every man in here tonight that you have authority. And many men don't know how to use it. You just got to engage it. Guys, any battle that you want to engage, guess what you're going to lose? Because we have an enemy and you have to engage him to defeat him. He's not just going to go away. He's not. And so I want to encourage you tonight, guys, just like that. You got to pull the trigger and it's called your authority. And there's so many powerful men in here that are not using the authority. You pray, you speak, and see what God does in that. We have awesome men here. I want to close with, with, this, with this thought and a story that uh, I came into ministry at 28 years old, and uh, I remember there was a ceremony that a wise man had for a couple of us that were coming on staff in Amarillo, Texas. And he called me in there and, and he stood us up there and began to pray for us. And I remember he made a comment that it, it took me back. He said this, "I want you to understand." He said, you'll never be more anointed and more powerful than you are right now. I said, I quit. I'm going home. You know, I, I don't know anything. He said, however, I thought, good, good. He said, you'll learn to walk in your authority. The guy in here, uh, there's some men in here, it's like some of you are walking in your authority uh, right now. And many in here, you're not. And I want to encourage you tonight, it's like this. Start using your authority, man. Start praying, speaking God's word. We're transformed by the renewing of our mind. There's a real enemy, and if you don't engage him, he'll win. And there's some in here that are struggling with your thoughts. It's like, I don't know what to do. Just like Scripture says, you take captive that thought and look at it and say, I know where that came from, and I will not dwell on that. I'll put something up here worthwhile. And It'll get you out of any bondage, any, any problem that you're in. That's that's the way we defeat the enemy. But if you don't engage him, he'll defeat you. Amen? Well, men, I want to encourage you that tonight. Let me pray for you, and then Russell will come back up. Well, Father, we come to you tonight, and, Lord, I'm thankful, uh, Lord, that you've given us authority to trample over all the, the, the power of the enemy. There's nothing that he can do, Lord, that can defeat us. And, God, there's many suggestions that he gives every day. And, Lord, I pray that we take those captive tonight, Father, and, Lord, that you begin to encourage us and empower us to do what's right, Lord. We choose that tonight. Well, Father, I, stay, I stir up the men tonight by way of reminder, Lord, that they, are, they have authority. Now, God, I pray that they would walk in that, Lord Jesus. Lord, for any man that's, that's struggling tonight, Father, I pray that you give him discernment. Lord, Holy Spirit, for any man that has not invited you to fill their life with power, I pray that they'll do that tonight. Well, Lord, we love you, and I thank you for the men of new life, God. May we go forward, Lord Jesus, and advance your kingdom. We ask these things tonight in Jesus' name. And they all said, Amen. 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 There's two questions up there that we'll flash up and they'll help you as you go to your table. So I'll turn it back to Russell now. So thanks, guys.